What's up, you guys? It's Travis, Jesse, Justin, here on the Outrun Show today. Uh, today our topics are, what is a good warm-up? What even is a warm-up? Do we need it? Where does it come from? Why, why, why? <laughs> warm-up, why? And what is our favorite video game? Of all time. Or what's the best video game of all time? The, it's not, two this is, this is going to be objective, all right? Not subjective. Okay, objective or subjective. <laughs> All time or individual, what is <laughs> your favorite video game? Opening topic just got a lot, a lot more intense. A lot more intense. Stay, stay tuned on this episode of the Outrun Show. Where'd you go? You go say it as Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of um, warm and uh, opening topic, uh, you know we love uh, the future familiar or um, sort of retro dystopian cyberscapes and whatnot, Blade Runner and all that. But I'm really tired I didn't of want our, it to be a reality. Yeah, I didn't want my dystopian reality to be reality. Yep. Like how long has it been <clears throat> since we've seen Rain? been a minute <laughs> yeah well i think that was, that's the whole like point of cyberpunk genre is that it's a it's not uh an aspiration it's, it's a, a warning, warning. <laughs> foreshadowing a warning. yeah that's what blade runner was that's how that's how at least i view you know people who write those dystopian science fictions it's like you know don't let it happen like this right orange well, is cool on screen but yeah yeah i remember the first time out. so right now we're in fort collins which by uh I think it was livably or whatever, some site that was either paid or is actually legit rated Fort Collins now the top place to move to in this. Oh, yeah. 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 Right? I saw like that. Livable yeah. or something? Livable, yeah, yeah. Livable. And I think yeah. I see a lot of those things and I. Cool. It's cool. It's livable? livable? Is, that, is that where we're at now with rating places? We're not just like, hey, this is the best place to raise kids. This is the best place to like go explore. This is just the best place to like survive. Yeah, livable. Like, you want to survive? Fort Collins. <laughs> That's where you can survive. Right. What are we after? Yeah, livable. Livable. <laughs> Just bet. Most livable. Yeah. And so Fort Collins was number one in the most <laughs> livable cities. And, uh, you know, I, sometimes these sites, if you everybody gets really excited and it usually circulates in their town when their town gets ranked number one. It's something like the best place to move to and whatnot. And you can kind of look at the other towns to get an idea of, of, what, of what is really being said there. And oftentimes I see cities get being ranked like number one place to live that's like from my hometown now i'm from a town in iowa it's not bad but it's not number one like <laughs> it, it, in it through the lens of maybe living in this it could i don't know but it's not number one and and so i'm always skeptical when these come up like what mm -hmm. uh city council paid some website to be number mm -hmm. one um or yeah, like what data were they pulling to do that stuff? That being said, we all love Fort Collins. Yeah, we enjoy being here. But um, Fort Collins is a number one city. I could totally yeah. see that being a number one city for, for through a certain lens. Yeah, through a certain lens for sure. Uh, but anyway, our number one city right now is currently covered in orange haze uh, and because of the fires. There are forest fires and smoke is just all around us. Yep, it's yeah, pretty we, gross. We have our uh, our retro sun. Right yes it's a it's a constant in the sky orange purple sometimes, sometimes all sorts pink. of cool colors yeah really yeah, cool, colors. cool colors just 
very sad yep. at the same time. And the first time this happened, which was about a month ago, and it started reading Ash, it was sort of like, wow, this is like, you know, you get that little excitement of there's something going down. Well, it's kind of off and on been like that for a month now. And I'm, 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 so I'm not, to the point where yesterday it was really clear. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can go outside and yep. breathe. Haha. Psych. Psych. Maybe you didn't get outside yesterday. Yeah, I was woken up in the early morning, like four or something like that, by smoke, by the smell of smoke. I thought my house was on fire. No. Oh, did you have a window open? No, it just yeah, was that I bad. It came in through the fans even. Mm. So I had to turn all the fans in the house and buy an air purifier. That's where we're at, folks. Ooh, I already had two. Call. So oh, nice. two air for my tiny apartment. Wow, I'm impressed. Oh, yeah. Two. Product two guy, what's your, your, what, what's your brand? Oh, I don't have. Uh, the the air purifier I want is like $1,000. And I'm just like, never. It's not oh. happening. <laughs> I could have told you that. Was, oh, wow. So I just have like two from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I could have told you the one that he wanted was fucking <laughs> bougie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They were like, just, we made a little one. Sir, it's just like $600 for your closet. I know, right? But it's good air quality for training. Like, don't train in this. If, no. if you guys dev, didn't get the memo, it's not really the same as hanging around by a campfire and <laughs> and stuff like that. It's you know, this is full it immersion. Is, yeah, it's different because you know, campfire tends to, when there's no wind, right? It tends to blow up, right? And all that heat pushes all of that ash and everything up. What we're getting is the opposite, where the ash is already pushed into the sky and is now coming down onto us. Mm-hmm. So it's like a campfire. If you're sitting right next to it, you're actually not getting a ton of smoke inhalation until you get that breeze, and then you're like. Oh, nice. It's actually most of it's going up, right, and dispersing up there to somebody else's problem. Yep, not yours. But right this now, it's different. If you were to stand outside, your eyes would just burn. Yep, it's really bad. So uh, sorry, I guess California had this for a while too. Yeah, yeah. and so now it's going us. I feel like pretty much half the U.S. right now has this. Something going on. Uh, so uh, video games. Yeah, speaking of dystopian futures and yeah. Like, most video Cyberpunk, games are pretty, you know, getting delayed and released. Was it next know. month now, right? Next month. Don't believe it. I don't believe it. You don't? <laughs> Whoa, they have to now, yeah. The, really? Yeah. CP Red is like, they're on like six days a week right now. Okay. Which they're actually getting some flack for. But I'm like, that's what happens <laughs> when you are a salaried employee at a software company. Mm. They all like, they know that stuff happens. Mm. I'm not saying it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, hey, do what you do, right? Get the, gotta get the, the game done. I mean, you already delayed twice, so so your Cyberpunk's gonna be the best game. No, I don't think it. I, I want it to be the best game. Yeah, I know. But want it, to be uh, the best game. It, it it lacks multiplayer, which means that it's like its long term sustainability is not there. Yeah. Um, single player games, unless it's like The Witcher, which is also CP Red, um, is like. Is is has been a long-standing game, but there's no multiplayer, so the the like livelihood of it just ends up dying out earlier than a multiplayer game. You know? So it has to be multiplayer. It has to be multiplayer. In, order, in order to 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 be you know to survive. Wait, so to be it's not multiplayer. Cyberpunk twenty seventeen. Not on yet. launch. No. Which is a game that we've been um, inspired by and looked at, and sort of uh, has the retro cyber genre as well. Um, it's it's uh, was supposed to be released how many years ago? It was supposed to be in April. Of yeah. uh, <laughs> Always? Yeah. Yeah, no. they just announced it like <laughs> four and a half years ago. Always? Right. Always? I, I thought it was supposed to be out like 
two no, years they, ago or something. No, they oh. had just announced it a very, very long time ago, mm. and have just been in the works on it. Um, but they they delayed twice. April was yeah. their first one, and then they kicked it back like a couple months, and they kicked it back again to yeah. November. Okay, which is great. I love November. Having a, having a birthday in November. All the AAA titles. Yep. Are oh, yeah. Releases. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Consoles are always like a November release. Yep. Phones are a November release. Oh. Video games. It's great. It's a great to be born. Most expensive birthday presents for Jesse. Oh, <laughs> nice timing. Okay. okay, so what video games do you start with? I feel like that's going to determine. That is going to determine. What's your, your best video game of all time? So you're trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out what our best video games of uh, what we think. Yep. Yeah, and while while I do lend a tremendous amount of respect to like Pong and Breakout and Tetris, oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not counting those. If they're arcade games, I'm not going to count. We're not them saying most games. most important necessarily. Or we're not saying most influential. Are we saying the one that you would that you would you would play that's just your favorite? I think that says a lot about you. So I'll at least take that angle, and then you guys can be more objective. Or no. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can start with favorite. <laughs> so uh i would say favorite is um i would say it's halo just because ce the very first one three three okay everyone agrees that one was three yeah that one's pretty, pretty good, good. The, the first one definitely was very impactful um and we used to even play it where you just have to host in rooms yep. like you didn't have that. You had to do the manual connection. The manual connection, right? Essentially yeah. like LAN party Halo. And I think that was really cool. But really three where you had, where you were just introduced to, you know, the world of playing with others and on, um, yeah. on console. And then also having already known something about the game coming into it through a couple of versions and just the amount of uh, chemistry and culture and, and friends that were culture. made. Culture. Yeah, from great that. culture. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's aspirational. <laughs> Gamer culture. Yeah, it was especially right, uh, potent. Potent. <laughs> right when Xbox Live came out, Halo Two. I can also remember standing in line four three. Yeah, and, I get too. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, that really doesn't exist anymore, no. obviously. So that's sort of like a fun cultural thing. Um, yeah, I remember playing with multiple friends online at the same time on the same console. Yeah. like stuff like that that is really fun and, and just i think at the time of my life where i was spending a lot of time playing video games then that that was a really good time uh correct me on the timeline did you is that when you had cancer that you were playing a time <laughs> let me think was that a halo and cancer because no, i'm just saying like right I think now that was if, post if, if you know post. if i had cancer yeah carly would just i'd just be playing video games yeah you just play video <laughs> just games, like games. No, no games it was post this post, that would have okay. been post. Uh, so you were like, wow, I almost died and I could have spent more of my life doing this. So you decided to play more Yeah, I think it's more like, uh, how can you rebound from that, get a second shot at things, and then waste your life playing? <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you'd stuck with it, you'd... Yeah. You could be Ninja Tyler Blevins right game. now. You know, oh. Yeah. oh, you mean stuck with video games, not with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't stick with cancer. Never stick with cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a wasted life. If you hey, if you enjoy your life, it's not a wasted not a wasted life. life. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. No. Don't let anybody else be like, oh what? All you do is pluck your eyebrows? That's a wasted life. And if that if you love doing that, hey, yeah. Well if you have, you know, a YouTube channel with millions of subscribers on eyebrows. Yeah, dude. Everybody's got eyebrows. 
<laughs> you could have the best YouTube most eyebrow channel. Eyebrows. Colin's like, I think <laughs> most people have eyebrows, <laughs> except for some people who are going to keep on losing all their. Yeah, lose all their. I actually didn't lose eyebrows. It was weird. I think maybe I did. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even have any pictures. It wasn't anything. I was like trying to make a keepsake. Yeah. No. So the I, I think that one of those things when we talk about like the the happiness thing the that comes from like wasting much time on video on video games i think you want to a good exercise and i posted on this on facebook the other day is to imagine that you've already achieved what you think you're going to get out of the situation so if you want um uh 100 million subscribers on uh social for eyebrow plucking <laughs> you better just be sure that's what you want because that seems like a lot of work to get there and then be like you know what i don't know why i ever thought that was a good idea but also, it's not that easy, so it's yeah. You would have to like it along the way. It seems like, uh, yeah. So Halo, three, three is your one. I would say Halo is that three. favorite or best. I will circle back. I think that's both. That. I think that's both favorite and best. But I don't know if I would play it again. I actually still play Tekken every once in a while. I like Tekken, and specifically Tekken Tag was a big deal because that was weird a weird time where you'd pick up your console and you'd just go like challenge people like we used to carry around like wow. a playstation in the trunk with a four player <laughs> prong adapter and then we just go to someone's house and if they just started talking junk you'd be like all right pop the trunk it out you know and you pulled out uh, and then you just funny. like challenge people on the spot which was kind of cool that you could like there's something interesting about being able to carry that around and just like <laughs> yeah what is that just making the Yu-Gi-Oh. the Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Although the OG Yu-Gi-Oh was had the big old stadium thing, right? And yeah. What was his name? Uh, Maximilian Pegasus. Pe- yeah, Pegasus. Yeah. Mm. Just, uh, and he had his little arena and his tournament, and then uh, yeah, and then they had what the was that thing. I don't know. Oh, that was yeah, that was a good. good I grab my copy, um, yeah, I think once Halo Two came out and Xbox Live came out, and you could play with people from a from different houses that was a huge thing but the problem with halo 2 was the they just screwed it up like the actual gameplay was not halo 2 i thought it was fine no it was that's the first time you could dual wield right and they really yeah. like a stick yeah, like, yeah the, cover, the, the cover the cover is even the, all right anyway sorry so three they kind of were like two they're like yay oh really good three they're like okay we fixed the stuff that yeah oh i think i think they were all good but i think halo 2 was when um that Xbox Live happened, and that was uh, that was something else. I remember waiting in line at midnight for Halo Two, With dragging mom. our mom. <laughs> we're like She's the only ones. Like everyone else was an adult. So we were just, yeah, yeah. But she worked for the company that made the hard drives for Xbox, so she was probably like market research. Yeah, but it was cool because I remember right I think getting in line for two or three. I can't remember which one it was because I was in line for both. Um, and something that also was sort of different that we don't experience anymore and if anybody remembers this i don't know if they're of a certain age or just of a certain region it's just there we used to have tilt which was an, a franchise of uh, video game arcades so the game stop i think or whatever was there they were literally right next to each other so you're sort of waiting in line for the game outside of an arcade i don't know if like the arcade oh. was like kind of looking there just like kind of like little teardrops <laughs> tear coming <laughs> people used to wait for us yes exactly um so yeah, so I didn't even consider arcade games, which I do remember playing like, even like, Ninja Turtles or Tekken or what other like there are cool arcade games out there too, yeah. but that that's a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we we were just past that like arcade window where like we played some arcade yeah. games, but we I was had like, to have the franchise. I was like, what's this quarter thing? 
ridiculous. Well, like, you had to have the franchise actually be open in your town. So I think a lot of older towns were able to keep their fran- where the rents cheaper, maybe were able to mm. keep their arcades longer, or the franchises longer, because you guys were certainly a well, guy. I, we you were certainly around. It was a big deal when we got a McDonald's. Oh. That's right. And I know that McDonald's. Yeah, he's going on. I know exactly. Yeah, and that still didn't happen until we were in our teens, I feel like. Yeah. But. So I think my favorite, though, is Dark Souls. Dark Souls? Ooh. So what's Dark Souls? Because I, I think that's kind of like niche. Dark Souls 1? I don't think everybody yeah. knows what that is. Oh, yeah, I think Dark Souls 1. So Dark Souls is like a... Um, your shirt. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I have a, I have a, I'm wearing a shirt with the knights on there. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a little... What is that? RPG? Yeah. Where you yeah, yeah you pick nice. a character and you just pick a sword and you run around and you beat a bunch of people up, but the concept people it's it's monsters everything in between <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh the concept where you like where you if you die you have to go back and do your whole checkpoint over again and the process of uh, having to like repeat over and over and over again the mistakes that you made until you get them right but this was the um sort of video game that mimics what's the tom cruise movie yes uh edge of tomorrow edge of tomorrow yes yeah where yeah, it's the exact same thing mimics, yep. dark souls. mimics dark souls because sure. it is the exact same thing right yeah. like yeah. The, it's not like the ai behaves differently or something like that you're yeah. always going you can always yes. expect to see the same thing again but you always have to go back and do it yeah and the more times you die the better you get at it eventually yeah yeah, yeah so and that that was i i love watching that movie because it let, helped Man, me I want to watch that movie it helped me explain why I like that video game so yeah. much. <laughs> and I think that's, yeah, it is a really cool idea. And I'm really surprised that there isn't more of it because that is an interesting way to play a game. Is it? Yeah. It very much has like a cult following mm-hmm. of yeah. like of people who have played it. And some people pick it up and they're like, oh my gosh, there's no tutorial. The story <laughs> is so complex and nobody is there to explain it to me. There's no handholding in the game at all, which is very cool. And it's just like, go. And then you have to, through trial and error, kind of figure out the game. So I think that's pretty cool. And there's definitely, like, certain people click with it. And they're like, oh, this is, this is, I love this. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, I want to play video games to be relaxed. Not, <laughs> yes. not yes. to have to, like, put all of myself into it. I mean, that's, uh, Dark Souls is, like, sweaty pits, dilated eyes. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, you're stressing. Hesitation oh, yeah. the whole way through. So, and I also like Dark Souls because it's, it is a very good parallel to like how you learn parkour like you get you drop into the game and you have no idea what you're doing but you see foot marks on the wall and so you assume you're supposed to run up that mm. side of the wall mm. and uh and there's no one there to teach you but you know and in dark souls they like other players leave hints around the world to help you out and that's like very parkour you don't mm. really learn parkour on your own to get to a max level unless you're around other people and you're taking hints and and strategies from them and then there's also that perseverance aspect too where it's like you just fail so many times in parkour that you know you're used to it if you're training on your own you fail so many times in a row and yeah. eventually you get it so you just get really good at failing in parkour and in, and in video games too so yeah i like that i also like that it's um kind of a bit solo yep. but in a way that is obviously still yeah mm-hmm. you can do it you can play it on your own i mean the way you guys are complaining about with not multiplayer on cyberpunk uh pending is that at not at launch. Yeah, don't bash them yet. It's not at launch. So okay, yeah, not at now. launch. And you think later on it'll be integrated? No, they said they will. Okay. But it's, uh, yeah, that's money. Time and money on that one. Yeah, You don't launch true. with multiplayer, you've got about a three-month window to get it patched in. To get it patched in. Okay, okay. 
But also, I think that um, it could turn into something that represents uh, is AI good enough now that, you know, is it just something about knowing that there's a person on the other side of uh, the, you know, shenanigans you're up to? Is it just no, something about, about that? Or about me. voice? Well, I mute on all my multiplayer except for my. No, when you're with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you two so you're saying shared you think, experience. Yeah, you think going in and, and going through a journey with oh. friends is what. Oh, it's and so it, much harder for me to enjoy a video game if I'm not on chat. Really? I think that's. I do think that like the industries of like streaming, like Twitch, makes single player games have an element to them that oh, we've yeah. never had before, right? Um, I, we've all played get video games where like it was a single player game, and so you'd all like sit on the couch and watch your friend go, and then when they die, you kind of swap out, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've all had that experience, and now Twitch gives kind of a, a new element where you can have a social chat aspect to a single player game, mm. and that's super cool, and I. It, I feel like we haven't seen the end of what that'll do for the video game industry, even though it's done so much already. I think that's going to be cool. But yeah, yeah it's, it's shared experiences that make video games what they are. Even when I look back fondly on like single player games, and I'm like, oh, that was so much fun. The, the memory is not as like resonant as when I think back of playing a multiplayer game and something the same caliber of silliness happened, mm-hmm. right? when I have other people in the chat room or other people at my house and we're all playing together. So I think that's, I think that matters if a game wants to be, if it wants to stand the test of time. So if people don't know what Twitch is, I know that that's possibly a thing. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Twitch is an online platform where if you you don't know, you're now being laughed at. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I guess if, if like, you know, our grandparents are tuning in, that makes sense. They wouldn't have yeah. Twitches. But anyways, it's where you're streaming what you're what you're doing on your screen online and anybody can log into that link or they can go to that website and they can see what you're seeing on your screen as you play your game and they can chat with you and all that stuff. And of course you get full control. It's not like they can just access your camera and like Yeah. It's like you you opt into that. So. Yeah. And so this is a big deal because it's creating sort of a world of esports that is shared at the like socials maybe not the best word like there's a better word for it but in the past like esports was go to a conference and sit down and and watch someone play on a bigger screen which completely Mm -hmm. changes the dimension that they're used to playing or they share screens they've been doing this for a long time right yeah um nintendo or whomever started 80s yeah yeah 80s was the first 80s 90s i don't know the nintendo world championship that's what i miss miss those things those things look so fun fun. or like i remember you going to those for pokemon yeah, and winning Those Pokemon so cards, or Jesse got like some like fancy Pokemon in his Game Boy for answering a question, right? But yeah, yeah we didn't. Or he like put on experience. Yeah, the well, experience. we don't have them now. This year, that's for sure. yeah, this year. <laughs> Even if they were around, we wouldn't have them this year. But that's I never crazy. answered. But my, I think my favorite is gonna be Elder Scrolls for yeah Oblivion. I don't even know what Elder Scrolls is. It's Skyrim. It's a, it's a game. It's the Skyrim it's a series. series. Yeah. Skyrim is the latest. Uh, okay. But I think uh, where like Morrowind was like fun, but it was kind of clunky. Oblivion was the first one where you like dropped into a world and you're just like, it's all open. I just get to explore. Yeah. And I can attack this guy. And then all the guards will crush me in the city. Or I can try <laughs> and steal from this guy. And now I have a bounty. And the guards like, they will chase you across the map. 
It was and, like you just like you leave the city and you're like in another city doing quests. And a guard <laughs> from like freaking you know, <laughs> from like Sovngarde or like, whatever. Like, two hours ago. Yeah. yeah. And he comes up yeah. and you're just like you get done chatting with with an NPC in a quest and then you, you like get interrupted and you turn and he's like stop. You're a criminal. Pay your fines. And you're like and you like see his uniform and you're like oh. God, you're not even from this area. You're <laughs> Are you outside your jurisdiction, sir? Come yeah. on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, even then, in that interaction, you could pay your fine if you had the money and wanted to. If you didn't have the money, you could fight him and try and run away and then increase the bounty or he kills you, one mm-hmm. of the two. And I... Yeah. Wow. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just, uh, Justin dusting off his running the guard shoes from literally two inches away from the microphone. <laughs> what compels you, sir? I need my own microphone. You do. <laughs> it needs to come from down. Yeah. So that you and then can't... when I try to like touch it, it like moves away. <laughs> right. Colin, Colin's got it on a remote. He's like, yes. <laughs> so uh, with that series, uh, where would somebody get started if they're like, I mean, the Halo is. Uh, I wouldn't. I, I might go back and play Halo Three now. I kind of just wait for the next Halo. I'm not. Uh, no. Yeah. No. We just play it so together. It, I, you, if you did it with other people, you could play these older games. I feel like that's that's the big thing. Is like e- even if you're not a video game person, you're gonna jump in and you're gonna immediately recognize the how dated it is. Mm-hmm. And I can steal some of the joy from it if you're not like a kind of had vintage. to be there thing. There's yeah, a had to be there. But if you have other people game. to to share that experience with, it can be fun. Um, if you wanted to jump in and try Elder Scrolls, Skyrim is still live and popular and has millions of mods, which uh, vanilla Skyrim is great. But if you want to get really crazy, you can have flying unicorns. You could ride a unicorn. You can cast new spells. You can get cool <laughs> new outfits. Uh, you can turn all the bears into like kittens. You can you can mod. The yeah, how hard is that? How hard is Skyrim? Super easy if you're on mm-hmm. PC. If you're on console little tricky mm. still it, it's mm. not too bad it's a lot of fantasy like i hear that much work it feels like it sounds like work to me oh, like yeah. i hear it and i'm no, like no, whoa <laughs> i can build a i'm trying to build this world it's and not, I have to build that so world if, too it's not even real if you're on pc <laughs> yeah. um you can literally just go to the game and it has like store it has like uh dlc and then it has what's called workshop this is in steam um, which is the platform that you buy it off of mm. um, and you hit workshop and then it's just hundreds maybe close to a thousand now of just like mods and you just like add 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 and then you load the game and they all get loaded into the game whereas before you had to do like a like you had to do a third-party launcher and you had to move those files over it was quite now it's literally you just like you're just like yeah i want all the bears to be kittens oh it's super so that's that's very interesting but yeah with series like that just jump right into the latest one um oblivion is hilarious to jump into now because people are just so ugly <laughs> yeah. even skyrim's like kind of ugly unless yep. you have a really really awesome pc and, and the time to dig through mods but yeah yeah uh so you were talking about building world can we switch topics and talk about the new gym any updates uh yeah, we should we actually are so behind on stuff i know and um i feel like we need so justin got married there's yep. that Maybe we'll yeah, say five days ago, right? Five days ago. Has it been that long? You're just having your five-day anniversary. Oh, four days. <laughs> four days. <laughs> your four-day anniversary. Well, time flies. It already feels like five days. It's only been four. Wow. So it's 25% after. faster. Huh? 
That's what mm. it feels like. I don't want life to go or longer. Twenty five. <laughs> oh <laughs> well, yeah, that's gonna be tough, sir. With age and marriage, life definitely goes faster. But anyways, yeah, Justin's now married. He's got yep. a ring. He's got a ring on his hand. One ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not ringing today. Which was uh, a great time. Yeah, that yeah. was. It was uh, much more fun than I thought it was gonna be. Because there's so much stress going into oh, I, that day. Yeah, I so. could tell you that. So okay, so yeah, there was the wedding. Is there anything else? Uh, just, yeah, for me, yeah. The the wedding was huge. Uh, there was some dancing. You got you got uh, attacked by all parties for a dance battle. Yes. Um, just whose idea was that? The dance that battle. That was Izzy's. Izzy's. Yeah. I feel like that was the dance battle was Izzy's, but the hot dog. The hot dog. Like, oh yeah, uh, no, that, that was, was Jordan. That was Jordan. Was that Jordan? Was that Angus? Yeah, there were a couple of. It was in Molly's car. Oh, so a couple of uh, uh, Justin's buddies. Um, well, for the bachelor party, we didn't talk about, but we abducted Justin and then took him from place to place. He went on quests. He went on quests. <laughs> he went on he on took quests. him to commemorative <laughs> places, each of our homes, and then had a challenge against each one of us. And in one of those, we every, for every place he would transition, he would have to wear a different costume. So in one of those, he had to put on a hot dog costume. Uh, another one, you made it a pretty decent subreddit impact for Batman on a ruckus. <laughs> a uh, very yeah. terrible Batman costume. Very <laughs> intentionally My terrible. My was like bear. <laughs> bear. My cape was, was tied up into a Batman Bareback Batman <laughs> got, you know, on a ruckus driving driving around town. Got on sub, uh, the Fort Collins subreddit for sure. Um, but anyway, so there were lots of... Uh, entertaining shenanigans and the yeah. food was good and it was everybody was healthy so it was a it was a yeah. great uh it was a great uh, great wedding it was, was a good one fun. that was pretty fun yeah um and then with the gym stuff we'll probably have some more updates next week but there's fill dirt in there um i think they're getting ready to erect the steel around the outside of the building uh which is which is closer so that's really cool yes yeah the walls right mm-hmm. yeah the they're skeleton they're finishing up plumbing now um so they're they're crossing the bend right there, and then they got to go all the way down to the end of our unit to uh, finish the plumbing. And okay. Then they'll do walls and then foundation. And no then we, foundation, then walls. We have some of the design phases progressing, and I think we're pretty close to a pretty good um, rendering of yeah. what the gym will look like on on the inside as we, as yeah. we make our we final have finish our, decisions. Uh, like our how our foam pit now currently has a couple of platforms up high for uh jumping into the pit we have a pretty good concept of what that of, of whatever we're replacing the pit with we have a pretty good idea of what that concept looks like and then we have a few of our uh on the ground obstacles Figured conceptualized out. too mm-hmm. so it's this part's the i feel like the hardest part it's super cool watching these come to life but it's uh stressful yeah, because it, it it just looks it's so just boring. You can't. You're trying to decide, you know, what things are going to look like only on the computer. We're not walking through the gym at all and placing boxes, and so it is purely yeah, virtual. There's, there's no model home to walk through and mm-hmm. be like, I want. Actually, I really like this, but I want this wall to be here, or I want you know these sorts of fixtures, or I like where they put the mirror in that bathroom. Like everything has to be done, you know, in your head. Yeah, and then you can put it on. The computer but even like to get a 3d rendering of it takes half an hour to an hour right and then you're like ah, i didn't like it yeah so there yeah. goes an hour of your time to now you have to try something else so fortunately we have like we have really awesome people working on those things but still you know that takes them their time and then we yeah and i think that 
Oh man, it is just so tough because you want to get in space, but yeah. But we have the, uh, um, we have potentially the VR rendering from the builder. Yeah. Um, once we have, I don't know if they pull that through. So we use um, SketchUp, which gives us 3D modeling of the space, and that allows us when we get a little tighter on our stuff, we'll be able to share what those what those elements look like. Um, and yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll be able to give kind of people a sneak peek of. Of what it'll look like yeah and then the other thing that we're working on is the materials and the interior design aesthetic feel right yes that yeah. part it was i didn't think we were going to have such a thorough uh, decision making process on that so that's very cool to be looking at the carpet that we're going to have i don't know how i'm excited about carpet but very <laughs> excited about the carpet in the studio there, 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 there are things like there are things that like as like a homeowner that you'll get excited about too yeah like i'm excited about like things like putting insulation in my garage <laughs> because it'll save me five bucks a month and like you know heating or cooling costs just having an insulated garage those sorts of things excite oh me. you should have used the foam pit for your insulation <laughs> <laughs> so we recently Kindly. pulled out the, the foam pit the existing foam pit we pulled it out and threw all of that foam in a dumpster i don't think that's the same material for insulation I don't think so either. No, it's yeah. fiberglass is insulation block. You're using yeah. standard fiberglass. Yeah. Or you could do the foam stuff, which everybody says works better, but I don't want to do the spray foam. So if you're trying to build your own gym or do these sort of things, you really have to develop a broad competence around like all of these different elements that come into building property or to building anything. Um, so that's something that we didn't know that we were going to be interested or get into when we started building a gym, that that was going to be such a big part of just operations. But luckily, we have an interest in, in design and construction and, and engineering as, as just what we also like. If that was not the case, I think we'd be in a lot of trouble with uh, um, with trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't something we were already like, oh, yeah, I don't that's think the thing I'm interested in anyways. People re should realize, too, that when they see our project, like our artful hands and intention are so in it that there probably isn't an element that we couldn't talk to, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything down to from mirrors in the bathroom have been a discussion all the way to surfaces. We're running Tile, tests. Color of the toilet. Tile, toilet color. That was actually <laughs> really simple. The, we were just like black, <laughs> black, black. But yeah, well, yeah, you have to know that black toilets exist. I didn't that's, know that. I didn't that's the know thing they existed too, is that like, four year ago. Is that like, like so much of this stuff is, is just having to know that it's something that you can change. That it's a possibility, yeah. right? Um, and that's what's so difficult is because then I feel like I have to do a part time job, of researching these things, but I don't even know where to start. Like, uh -huh. and I did Google search, black toilets, which is now in our work, shared, history is black toilets <laughs> are now in there yeah so if you guys look up on our you know our sweet account and all the history from everybody's profile black <laughs> toilets and you're all, just getting hit I spent up like on half Facebook an hour by the black looking toilet up company. like different <laughs> shapes of black toilets and all sorts of stuff you know and so uh, those are things i didn't even know that you could swap out and yeah. then we asked about it and they were like yep so this is the value of a design language and if you don't know what a design language is listeners a design language is essentially patterns and themes in design and those can be in any um uh, elements right or 
environments. So you could be talking about the design language of a website, the design language of a brand, the design language of a building. If, you could, if there are multiple buildings within a, within a company, they might have a design language for each project or an overarching design language. And when you have those things, that makes these decisions easier mm-hmm. because a good example is we were recently sent an email and there was, and this is just a quiz. This is where like detailed project and product management comes in, but also creative direction. You, you get a list. This is what winning looks like with design language. A list of options, five options or five questions. And each question has four potential options. And this could be like a sink or a handrail or a front desk or a tile or whatever. And then being able to have everyone in, in the organization who's making those relative decisions make the same decision is how consistent your design language is. So we recently got an email and it was like select from column A, B, C, or yeah, there's four options. It was like option one. Yeah, yeah there's several yeah. options for each. And then for, uh, and then for each one. And we both looked at it, it Justin and I, and then replied at separate times, which is bad communication, but it was good communication because we, we all picked the exact same thing. That's not that's just funny. particular taste, that's a consistent design language. And if you know the design language, you can communicate them, you can get contractors and developers to convey more of what the message is of your brand. Now, some people think that a brand is just is just a fancy logo, and we have a fancy logo. Mm-hmm. It was a very good logo. But there's uh, more to it. Thousands of more adjectives to your brand. Yes, adjectives right? are very good vernacular for that because you can go in that rabbit hole, and you could still pick something really cool, like toilets, right? Let's say you're you're going on the list of of black toilets, but if black black isn't even in your motif, let's say you have a very bright and colorful brand that uses a lot of white and just dark colors don't typically exist it's very pastel and white to go you could pick an awesome black toilet but if you put it in the gym that doesn't have that as part of their motif it's going to be a faux pas it's jarring yeah right it's very jarring and it doesn't feel consistent something feels off it's subconscious often um so it's a little little segue there on like why that matters why interior design is Mm. an industry yes (laughs) that is why it matters and why like people's projects look half baked half the time so and getting it right is actually hard it is do we do we mention the groundbreaking at all yeah on the podcast we we yeah. talked about it a couple times okay mm-hmm. sorry we it's been a while i feel like it's been gone from this gym for like two weeks yeah <laughs> welcome back welcome back <laughs> um the okay so uh Oh, on to the, to the next. Let's talk about warm-ups. Warm-ups, yep. which is happening at the it's end. Like, and I feel like we're already well warmed up for this conversation. Exactly yeah. Well, we were, talking, we were talking about the building <laughs> yeah. and it's getting warmed it's, up, you know? Yeah. I'm just trying to make some kind of... That's, it works. <laughs> I'm done. The transition's good. So, uh, warm-ups is the training topic. This seems like a uh, subtle um topic but i think i'm gonna lead in with some really jarring uh use the word jarring i'm gonna lean in with some jarring um statements and claims um Uh, and and that is uh, yeah we this is on the level of bosu ball potentially and i'm gonna come out and say that i think that warm-ups as practiced probably by 90 percent of people who do training like fitness training maybe even 95 um is not needed and is maybe even detrimental to their training. I'm going to leave traditional sports out of this because I think that they may not have this issue as much. But 
I'm going to say that I don't think warm-up as we know it is needed. I actually prefer the uh, word primer, which... Um, hey, that was a word I was going to use. Too. Is that a word you are going to use? Hey, design language. Design right. language. <laughs> right? <laughs> Program design language. Yeah, we should get pretty consistent answers. I think it may be articulated differently, but they should be pretty consistent amongst us on this. Yeah. Meaning, essentially, the primary, the old school way of thinking about a warm-up, or not old school, the divergent and flawed way of thinking of a warm-up is that, let me give you an example. So if I was doing a, a, a CrossFit workout, these are super common to see these programmed in, right? So let's say your, 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 your workout or whatever you're going to be doing is going to be working on some... Uh, uh, weightlifting and maybe calisthenic strength on the bar. So your warm-up is 400 meter run. This does, that's a warm-up as it's practice. Now, if we really understood preparation for training better, we might not, we might not need to, to beat up warm-ups and stop using that word for a while and use something different if that was what was happening, but it's not. Why is doing a 400 meter run before you, uh, why is that even needed before you would do calisthenics or before you do weightlifting? It's not. I think most people have this misconception that warm up. They take the term warm up too literally, and they're like, "Oh, you like you got to get just you got to feel warm mm-hmm. before you're actually ready for these activities, right?" Um, and so they're like, "Ah, what well, gets you more warm than just like a stupid run, four hundred <laughs> meters?" Because you know, crossfitters like they don't want to run like a sixteen hundred, you know, a mile. Um, and I don't either ever. So they're like, ah, 400 meter run. That's perfect. It's like long enough that you kind of get your own pace and you, your heart rate increases. And you just warm up everything and you're warm. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes, right? Um, but I yeah, think- it's it, it's not, it is wrong, but it's not like, it's not like, ah, that's the wrong thing. Skip it. But it's just not the most efficient choice. Yeah, it's not the best choice. It does help, but it's not, it's, yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. that one's less uh, of a um, t- terrible thing to do. The four hundred meter run. There's some I've seen some worse. It's, pretty, it's just that. not going to improve the performance of the thing you're going to do right after, which is you know cycling. Which is the goal of the warm up, yeah. right? Yeah, like your yeah. Warm-up I think most should... people think that yeah, if they do their warm up, the skills they'll practice after the warm up will uh, will be performed at, at a peak, better yeah, or close to the peak because exactly. of the warm up. So yeah, yeah. So the um, the term that I like that I've heard, and I'm not sure if that came from Poliquin or if it came from some other folks, but just the term of a, a primer, basically meaning a modified or a less intense version of what you're about to do. Yep. That's what I prefer as what should be done before you start training more intensively. Is train less intensively in as close to the modalities you're about to train yeah. as possible. Yep. And so when you have these- And with reduced impact. And with right, yeah, that's, that's, usually, that's usually how pretty much reduced yeah. everything, right? Reduced right. impact, reduced load, Almost reduced zero. intensity. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so that's I think that's the one of the bigger things that people forget is that just because you can do doubles doesn't mean a single is the is the right scaled down version that mm. you should be doing beforehand. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I deadlift 500 pounds, so a 400 pound deadlift should be fine. Yeah. For it, mm. it, in my <laughs> opinion, it does yeah. Um, Not quite. Load and, and impact have to be. Yeah, I should be able to wake up and do it right away. So the other, so yeah, the other thing that I see people doing is is so let's talk about that heat. Heat does matter. So in in warm up, I would just say wear more clothes. 
I mean, if you show up to, if the temperature is colder and you show up with like, you know, your booty shorts on, right? And, and then, then you're not, you're not hot in that way. I think that the other thing I want to point out in warm-ups is that- booty shorts are very hot. <laughs> they make other people hot. Right, exactly. You're warming up everybody else. <laughs> everybody else. Make sure you're warming up yourself and not everybody else. TikTok <laughs> trainers. Okay. So- that I think that's really important. I again, I learned. I saw. I see that a lot from uh, b boys and boxers and, and folks like who wear a lot of uh, hot clothing coming into training. Um, and I think that's you know when you're going to get ready to do something that is the actualization of higher intensity. Say you're going to go do some challenges or whatnot. Getting hot by just using more clothing is is a good way because there is something to be said about getting tissue warm. Mm-hmm. That type of warm up when people say warm up is usually not considered. I don't know how many warm-ups I've seen, specifically at Cross CrossFit is a is a, a felon of this, where you've got people out in, you know, sports bras and, and booty shorts, and the, the weather is snowing, snowing <laughs> and they just have a beanie on, and, like, they're like, oh, you know, I did this, and then I tried some plyometrics, and my joints hurt. And you're like, oh, gee, wonder why. Well, I did my warm-up. Like, yeah, but you did it in the snow. And, you, and I'm not talking about <laughs> snow-inducing heat. You know, there's there could increased be some blood flow, yeah. yeah, increased blood flow. There could be some voodoo there that that you could whirl. Yeah, cold cold therapy is its own. That's a separate yeah. podcast that we'll have to talk uh, about. Yeah, and I know a perfect guy to bring on for that. Oh yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think warm up has has two real main purposes, right? And the one that we often think is the primary one is it's about increasing blood flow, but the misconception is that we're increasing blood flow everywhere by increasing our heart rate, right? You can do a warm up and not have your heart rate increase. In fact, if you're doing something where your heart rate isn't going to increase when you perform, which maybe curling, I don't know, pick a sport, right? Pick something. Then you don't really need to increase your heart rate together. Nine times out of 10 though, most athletic things are going to have an increased heart rate. So you want a little bit of that, but they confuse that like, oh, I need to increase blood flow just everywhere. And that's why we do the run, right? But really, we want to increase blood flow in the areas that we're going to use, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm going to do weighted pull-ups, I don't need to warm up my ankles, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I do a little bit of hop-in, whatever. But in isolation, part, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But for sense. the most part, I should really just make sure I get increased blood flow into my shoulders to warm them up. Muscle tissue already has a lot of blood flow, so you don't really need to focus on it. It's blood flow to the soft tissue areas that we're going to get to, mm-hmm. right? I want to make sure that you know my, my ligaments and the joint capsule and all of that stuff is getting blood flow and wearing extra clothes absolutely will help maintain that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's already, those soft tissues are already very avascular, right? Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. not getting a lot of blood flow. Muscle tissue gets tons of blood flow. You don't have to worry about that. There's also something done neurological in a warm up that I think is different. Like if has anyone ever had like a lazy warm up where they spend a half an hour warming up, meaning doing, you know, isolated movements or perhaps what they feel like should be in a warm-up, but you still half an hour in don't feel engaged. Well, that's, yeah. And so that's the second thing, the thing that, that good trainers know and good athletes know, and that it's the second pri- priority, and maybe even the, the most prioritized thing is oh, priming points. the nervous system, right, for the activity that you're going to do. If you're going to lift, your CNS needs to know we are going to lift heavy things. If you're going to run and sprint, your CNS needs to know we are going to be doing long activity or, or we're going to do higher intensity for a longer period of time or low intensity for a really long period of time, right? You need to prime the CNS for that. 
And that's where doing like-minded movements or modalities as to what you're going to perform matters, mm-hmm. right? If I'm going to do heavy back squat, I need to be doing air squats and lower lightweight because my CNS is like, oh, this is what we're going to do. Got it. I'm ready now. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm warmed up. I know which muscle groups to fire and which sequences. I know where to get the blood to when I need it. My head's in the right space. Absolutely. And that one I think is, is uncommonly just ignored. People are just like, ah, oh. if I just put on loud music and I just punch you in the gut, you'll be ready to deadlift things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like, well, maybe the gut part for stabilizing the midline, but like, let's see the punching. Just because you're angry doesn't mean you're necessarily going to perform better, right? right? Emotional content, <laughs> not anger. So, uh, well, I'm going to give my favorite warm up right now, which is a fall or winter warm up. Um, because I feel like I don't need a place as much. It's seasonal to some degree, right? Yeah. In summer, you're hot. Your warm up should absolutely change with the weather. I don't need to, <laughs> to wear a ton of clothes and do whatever. So I think, well, my, uh, so my warm up hacks, the bare minimum one is, uh, I like to do leg and arm swings, which some of that stuff comes from uh, martial arts. But if I'm, if I'm training and I'm getting ready to do something, it's parkour, um, dance. If it's martial arts, I like leg and arm swinging. And I think, I'm not going to say people do it wrong, but oftentimes I see people just flailing their arms around. But really, um, one of my intentions in that training and what I, from what I've learned from my teachers is to try and draw blood to the extremity. So if you're doing just like an arm swing where the arm is swinging down in front of you and behind and you're trying to relax and bring the, the tension out, I'm also trying to pull blood to my into my hand and wrists. Same thing with the leg swings. I'll see people do kicks and they kind of are like, Oh, I'm warming up my like hip flexors and my glutes. I'm like, yeah, you are just, that's part of it, but you can get extra if you concentrate on pulling the blood down to your ankle. And that's one of the ones that happens to me a lot when I'm training outside in parkour and it's colder weather, fall weather, I'll jump on something and then instantly just get that like electrical chalk feedbacky feeling on a drop oh, yeah. in the cold. You know that oh, one? I hate that. Oh, I hate it. I like, it. and it doesn't, science it'll be like 18 inches. And I'm like, Zzz. I'm like, ah. So one of the things I can do to- 18 inches is pretty big. What? 18 inch drop? Yeah, just jumping off a little like ledge or something. Oh, I'm thinking about hanging. Do you get it when you hang? I always get it when I'm hanging like uh, from a bar and it drops straight down to my feet. Under your toes? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That's why I, I almost can, can't can avoid that if I if I get on a bar. Really? And, oh, okay. From, from what is that? It's like eight feet from me. Sounds That's like you should feet. do some like bouncing before you can do. do the... Uh, uh yeah do the uh the leg swing the leg swings first because and, and really you have to relax the leg and pull the blood to the ankle to the ankle if you can't blood bend then you can look that up online if you don't if you don't know how to blood bend but i'm saying blood bend a little bit to get why because it gets blood around my ankle and into my feet and that's usually what happens through the process of training anyway but when you're extra cold it's harder and then the other thing i like to do is actually things like um shadow boxing or top rock next yeah because that can get my heart rate up i actually find that it's difficult for me if i'm going to do work on strides or jumps or something like that that's a power movement it's difficult for me to get my heart rate up mm. in a way that gets me that gets the cns firing central nervous system firing as i get ready for jumps or strides um like that'll happen but if, if i just do the jumps then and do light jumps then sometimes I can do five or ten and then feel like I'm humming and I don't have the tinglys and I'm ready to go. But actually, there's a great r- risk that I just tweak something while I'm doing that sort of primer, right? So I do like 
to get the blood flow um, going where it needs to be, and then also to get the like Jesse's saying, little hops to get the nervous system and stuff cued in to what I'm about to do. And even though I'm doing um, uh, parkour maybe in my training session, I feel like a little bit of top rock where it's a lot of rebounding and rocking. And if you don't understand that, maybe even light jump rope could be a thing too, or just kind of hopping and bounding around a little bit is is enough to start to fire that way. I think yeah, I think top rock from B boy is it's just so fun and it's a skill in itself so it's very easy to forget that you're warming up when you're doing top rock and dance uh but you also you're there's so much focus on every single joint that you know that you have everything's got to be in position you know especially if you're doing it in front of a mirror there's like just so much more focus Mm -hmm. on every little muscle um and then it's fun and you're developing style like top rock is so uh i don't know like broad and how and what it improves on yourself so yeah i think everyone needs to learn that for for warm-up and i've actually your arms your yeah i've actually lost energy coordination there's reciprocation in there yeah um timing mm-hmm. and if you have music it's kind of could be getting you in the zone too yeah yep. um the, I, I i actually want to point out that you you said um it's super easy to forget that you're doing it yeah i actually have to intentionally like set Stop. a time limit on my <laughs> yeah. now because i've lost multiple sessions to top rock yeah. like i'll go in I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything today. I'll start top rocking. I'll get the music. I just oh, vibe it. Yeah, I'm yeah. feeling it. I'm feeling it. And then 40 minutes will go by. I'll miss my entire string session. <laughs> I just end up yeah. top rocking 45 yeah. minutes. So now I'm conscious of that. I'm like, okay, just a little bit of top rock. And then we'll get into the boring stuff, which is yeah. pushing your leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll be I'll be doing like a like a really like a cluster set, right? And so that's where you're like you're doing 90 percent of your like one rep max on a lift. And you hit it one rep and then you wait 15 to 20 seconds and then you hit the next rep right for like three to five reps and then you have three minutes in between your next set three to five minutes it's a huge rest in between and sometimes i'm sitting like just at home like on my bench just like and then i'm like oh well i got you know some like hip-hop music playing already because i'm working out and so then i started doing a little top rock and oh dude half the time i'm like oh crap what am I at time-wise? I'm like, dang it, that was a seven-minute rest. I wasn't really resting. <laughs> it wasn't really resting. It is. And it, so, yeah. So, I, <laughs> I, too, have to be like, okay, if I'm going to do top rock, I have to be really intentional about it so that I don't just, like, get in the zone and just, like, goof off and have yeah. fun and forget what I was there for. There's nothing wrong with that, too. You're just not going to – I mean, to be honest, that's a lot of people would love to just feel that. Yeah. It's true. It's sad to me that most people don't already feel that about movement, that it's, like – it's like playing video games for me. Like when I when I get in and I'm training and I'm in the zone, it's very much like video games where I'm goofing off and then I'm like, oh, wow, uh, five hours. I should probably eat at some point today. You I know? think that people judge themselves and they feel like what they're doing is like they have an obligation to do something. There's some sort of deficit that they have and they're pursuing that. Now, maybe if you do, if you are getting like, you know, if you have a job or a competition, then yeah, you you're, you're physical. You need to do that work. Uh, but I think I actually take a little bit of pride in missing most of my intended programming by just doing movement. And by enjoying it. Right. I'm like, isn't that not the goal? But I say I, it's bad for me right now. Like, I think I'm missing like 40%. I won't say 50, but nearly half my program sessions. I'm. So then that's a perfect segue because I wanted to ask you guys, do you have any tips? Because I know that um, a lot of people aren't in the same industry we are, right? So like any time mm-hmm. spent working out and moving is is it fits what we do, right? It fits the industry that we work on. It could arguably be said that I was still working. Um, and a lot of people don't have that and that's cool. They do other cool stuff. So they have to be more intentional about their workout and training sessions. And I feel like warm up is one of the biggest 
ways that people waste time and they're like, I can't make it to the gym because I have to do two hours because I have to spend 30 minutes doing a warm up mm. and 30 minutes doing a cool down mm. and then an hour actually working out. And I'm like, look, you work a full time job, you got kids, you got a spouse, you got other things to do. You don't have two hours to waste at the gym. You got to get in and warm up, get your stuff done, go home, right? So do you guys have any tips? I know Justin loves long warmups. Um, do you guys have any tips though that are like, here's how you can abbreviate your warm up, get in, get done, and get yeah, to Justin's the stuff that you want. Dating to. profile would be um, loves long warm ups on rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you don't get that anymore. You're married. Yeah, that was just there for for, for humor. I I missed the Tinder, the Tinder. I did too. Oh yeah, yeah. We were all well and truly soulmated. Up I would have been terrible at it anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, what was your profile? The one with the like, <laughs> the mat on your head. I had a, yeah, I had a dinner. What was it? A di- dinner mat. Placemat. Yeah, placemats. Yeah, placemats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <on> <laughs> over his head, and he was just like looking off. Like, <laughs> and then I took it on a trip we had to Arizona. Nice. I think I had braces in that too. So. <laughs> Classic. That was the only time I had Twitter or, or t- uh, Tinder. Uh, oh, so for for warmups, uh, issue. I think warmup is a skill, so treat it. Don't treat it as some mindless like heart pump. Like it's got to. You should be getting better at the things that you're is in your warmup every time you do your warmup. Right. It should be. Um, it should be directly related to what you're doing, or the skill that you want to improve. And that's something that I. Uh, I feel like everyone expects a warm-up to be the the pre you know uh the intro to it's your skill prologue. but i'm always like it's like my main need of my practice so mm-hmm. it's not really a warm-up it's a it's a it's skills that i'm working on at very low impact uh so that's that's how i would approach it but i know that's that's kind of unique i think i i like my warm-up and sometimes i can just do just the warm-up and really it turns into just my skill practice for the day i'm not really looking for uh my warm-up or my skill practice to improve corks or broad jumps or anything like that so um that's how i do it that's how i get it done fast so be super intentional yes and it's 15 minutes of skill practice and sometimes that is just you know single leg balance and i'm working through like a swing through um on there or if it's like a broad jump i'm just going through like 99 percent of the broad jump i'll do the whole thing but then i'll stop before i jump and i only go up an inch in the air so i'm practicing the you know the the path that my arms take and loading my knees and my hips and i'll do that at varying speeds you know i'll do that at like 99 percent like effort and then i'll only broad jump two inches in the air just to practice everything except the air awareness except the actual yeah. intensity and, and so i think a lot of people will find too that when they do that stuff they they'll be like oh i actually take off more on my left on a broad jump yeah than i do on my right right and that gives them the opportunity a diagnostic window to kind of fix that that's kind of what a warm-up is too it's diagnostic mm-hmm. right because sometimes yeah. you come in you warm up and i've definitely done this where i warm up and i want to hit a big lache and i'm like and my shoulder's like Arr. and i'm like nope okay we're doing tries today <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah and if i didn't do a priming warm-up like you're yeah. saying an intentional warm-up that's targeted towards what i was going to do i would never have got that i might have hit gone for a big lache after running 400 meters mm-hmm. and just freaking <laughs> tore my shoulder up and been out for the next couple of days oh yeah that is tough when you do a real long warm-up and then you do this thing that you thought your warm-up was preparing you for and, and you just it hurts. Hurts. <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like oh i guess yes. i wasted 30 minutes yeah so that your warm-up yeah. has to be intentional and targeted towards your goal yeah i love that you got any other ones sorry no. i mean it's like no, steel that's, from that's you pretty there. good yeah i'll let you guys go 
Um, mine's going to be, it, it definitely piggybacks off of being intentional, but it's going to be set the same uh, key skills. Yeah. So if I go to a session, um, I'm, I'm like a, like a, for lack of a better term, I'm a pen and paper guy, meaning I have to have my training sessions written down unless they're like dance. And even then I'm like five minutes, top five, <laughs> five minutes, you know, footwork, five minutes, this, and then I leave the open, but I'm still like kind of windowing things. But when it comes to like lifting or skill specific training, it's dialed down to a minute. Right. And I know my warm up is like five sets of this, three sets of this. And that makes it super easy for me because after, you know, a one week into whatever program I'm on, I come in, I don't have to reference my stuff. I know exactly what my warm up is. I can just jump right into it. I have my headphones on. I'm doing my stuff. As soon as I finish it, I go to the next thing. I'm doing this warm up. This is my warm up, in case you want to. <laughs> um, and then I go to the next thing, right? And that makes it super fast for me because I don't have to check things. And phones, phones oh, when yeah. you're working oh, out, yeah. push, really get it idea. away from you. If you need to bring your laptop, instead of your phone because your laptop is going to be very awkward to browse facebook on at the gym Mm -hmm. but it's very easy to take notes on or if you need to like reference a youtube video or something like that but if you're on your phone they're designed to pull you in yeah so you'll hop on your phone you'll check instagram you'll sit there and you'll rest and then your rest become three minutes and that's how your half an hour of actual work becomes two hours at the gym Mm -hmm. so that's gonna be my thing is set the same warm-up or, you know, kind of like write it down beforehand so you know exactly what you're going to do and use something other than your phone to track that mm-hmm. if you have the luxury. Yeah, I think my like my my more recent approach, yeah, that's good when you know what you're doing. Like I I've been a little more explorative in my stuff. So like, yeah, I would say that gosh, because I do write stuff down, like stuff is written down for me. Yeah, but um, you also have like a very big for a lot of people, you have a, a much larger repertoire of experiences around warm-up. Mm. So you're able to explore because you already know that's a weed, that's a flower. That's true. Right? So you're really exploring the, the field of flowers, whereas most people are like, I don't know. They're all plants. Yes. So that's, that's why I wouldn't recommend exploration if you're not already experienced around it. But sorry, I didn't mean to No, I think, I, think you're, I think you're right. I think maybe there's some hybrid there for, for newer folks where it's like a combination of like what Justin's saying, where it's like, pick something you know you can get better at. So then if you do your entire warm up and you can't do or whatever it was you intended to do at the end of the day, you're, you, got some practice. you practiced <laughs> something, but leave some structure to it. Otherwise you'll end up on your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless like for me, my, my at the level I'm at sounds like I sound like an asshole when I say that. Um, <laughs> when is is more like, how do I get into that mindset, uh, that mode? It's not, that, how do I find the harmonic convergence, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's what I'm chasing at the beginning of all of my workouts is how do I get that um, experience to be humming and tuned in? And then if I decide to go another route, I'll just go it. Lots of times I have three options. Oh, I'm going to do like parkour. I'm going to do b-boy. I might do some martial arts forms. I might do upper body calisthenics. I know I'm going to train, you know, have four dedicated sessions in a week. Two of those need to be calisthenics. Two of those need to be more directly re- related to movement exploration um, or training uh, and fun. And I, at that day, I might start doing the warm-up stuff that you're talking about. I might get the cues that like Justin's talking about where it's like, ooh, or no, you're saying the shoulder. <laughs> okay, well then I guess we're jumping on stuff today. Yeah. And then boom, I have to spend that currency anyway. And I actually hold back. Like I don't just impulsively every day train what I want. I say this, this day during this week, I'm pretty much going to pick 
you know, one from, I get to eat, it's like, uh, it's like flavors at, at, on a menu. It's like, okay, I get ramen today and ramen for me is strides. And in a week I get to do strides once. Cause I know that if I, if I, if I get excited about strides and do them more than maybe twice a week, I will end up with some sort of like inflammation in my foot. Like mm. that just is going to happen. Yeah. going to piss off some part of my body. <laughs> And so I'm like, cool, dude, you can do that. And then don't worry if you spent that, you still got top rock you can work on. And so building that library is that lateral progression. And I think that's really cool to use warm up as an opportunity to build those skills. Uh, just Je- Jesse said, uh, um, pick something that you can, no, was, was, did you say pick something you can get better at? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're saying yeah, pick something you can get better at. So, but you said, like, if you realize your left leg doesn't work very well on takeoffs or something like that then the warm up is a really good time yep. to spend like the every every other on not every other but but double down on what you're bad at so like one of the things i two do in three. a warm up yeah i do my two out of 3 so it'll be like i'm if i have, if i'm doing left leg takeoffs on my stride and i know my i know i'm going to end up using my right leg which is my power leg but during the warm up i might prime left twice as much as right mm-hmm. so instead of warming up if i'm going to do like yeah whatever the if you're going to do three reps of strides for, for setups, instead of doing like, you know, switching between and starting with my good leg, I'm going to start with my bad leg, do my good leg, you know, two to be one intentional ratio. about priming your, right. your offside or your, you know, your weaker side more than your strong side. Cause it's just not getting the amount of stimulus that it obviously needs during a race. Exactly. And another way I do this is if I'm going to do like, if I, even if I'm hopping and I'm trying to strengthen on my left leg, I'll just do double on one and single on the other. So I'll be like left, left, right, left, left, right, left, left, right. Instead of hopping left, right, left, right, left, right. Or if I stretch and I, let's say my right's really tight for like external and pigeon, I might just, and if I have like two sets programmed in my warm up and there are 30 seconds, I might do, um, I might do three reps on the right leg or yeah, I might do two reps on the right leg and then one on the left and then another two on the right leg and then one on the left. So I'm, I'm getting more work in and that time, more attention on that side of the body, which is another way to. Yeah. And if at the in. end of a, of your warm up, you're like, actually, I don't feel like doing what I came here to do. You've at least targeted a weak spot, which is yeah. the goal of working out and training anyways, is to, you know, improve any weaknesses that you have. And you did that, mm-hmm. right. And you use your warm up time efficiently targeted that I would say is like also beneficial if you know what your warm up is going to be. Cause then you can always modify it on the fly. Oh, I had four sets of pigeon two and two. Now I'm going to do three and one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you know those, if you know your warm up already, you have it already planned out. It's a lot easier to modify and change it on the fly than it is if you go in and kind of let the winds take you. Yeah. I would say you also work on the minimum effective dose for your warm up stuff. If you've got something that's more compound or can actually train multiple things, um, like the split squat is a great example of that. I don't usually warm up my ankles, um, stretch my ankles separately from my hips, from my quad. I just do split squats and I don't do them like, you know, nonchalantly. Very, I use a lot of intention. Yeah. Every, everything's got to have focus in warm up. This makes me want to warm up. This makes me want to warm up. I know. I'm like, I'm going to go see some top rock. I want to toss out real quick though a challenge to anybody that's listening that's like oh cool I, yeah my warm-ups don't feel as intentional or as speedy or efficient as possible um, map out a warm-up or don't map out if you already have kind of like what you normally do I want you to start a timer for 10 minutes and 
set that aside. So just like go and then go do your warm up and see at what point that 10 minute timer goes off. Because I think for a lot of people, you're going to be in your warm up, that timer is going to go off and you're going to be like, wow, that was 10 minutes. I only got two sets of this done and I have 10 sets of work prescribed, mm. you know, and then you're like, oh, well, there's where all of my time wasted in the gym goes. Right. And then you can begin to dial down and be like, was I walking around and just like goofing off or was I like, in which case I need to cut out sets for my warm up. But try that challenge because um, I could tell you right now, if I was going to do heavy back squats, I could I could walk down there and I will take six and a half minutes to finish my warm up. I know that exactly it's six and a half minutes. <laughs> okay, and what would be cool is if you could work to get that down. Well, yeah, that's my intention. Although, like, it's it's pretty tight. It's like that's tight. It's that's about right in there. Right. Yeah, and the only reason I know that is because I play two songs. One song's three minutes, and one song's three and a half. And if I don't finish my warm up by the time that song ends, then I'm like, ah, I'm slow today. Uh, did and then for for max rep, you're saying six minutes to to your max? Then it's six minutes to be like, I'm ready to work. I'm ready okay. to squat heavy, and okay. that's just my squat one. I have a couple of other ones that mm. I'm not quite dialed in, on, okay. but I know it's six and a half for that one. So. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Right? I think also everybody needs to find a mirror in their house, put it in their bedroom, lock the door, find some music, and learn how to top rock. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to learn top rock in front of us. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> top rock is something it's, that you're going to be so bad at when you start that it almost has to be solo uh, for you to get into like a, like a flow state. Um, but if you haven't gotten that and you haven't tried to develop style onto like on the the simplest form because uh, it's very hard to develop style while you're flipping or while you're jumping between obstacles. Um, you should, I think you should do it because it is, it is, uh, it's, it brings out something in you that you, uh, you just cannot do in front of other people. I feel like unless you're, you're super extremely extroverted and you thrive on the energy of other people, like an energy vampire. What was that term that we used? Yeah. Talking about that before. Energy vampire yeah. would like, <laughs> stand and talk to you while you're trying to talk oh, rock yeah. and by the time you, he was done you would not be it yeah i didn't get You'd anything in <laughs> that that's so, yeah an learn to top rock guys it's uh it's very it's fun, fun. Yeah. and you get that nice little like dopamine hit that it is will help you with your workout anyways yeah again i'm gonna go back to say like i've been thinking a lot about this like we were talking about the um uh sort of different selections that you can have in movement and that broader range and why that matters i want to say that that is that there are different flavors. It's not just like, oh, when I train, I feel particularly good. Different movement disciplines can give you a different flavor of that, mm-hmm. of that high to some degree, of that focus to some degree. And I think, and I'm open to being swayed on this, but because I've been able to study a couple different disciplines, I feel like for me, parkour builds um, confidence. Like it, when I, when I want to feel more confident in myself, I would intentionally, there are other things too, but this is the one for me that's a big one. I will do more parkour when I want to feel more engaged and um, build my build my self-esteem. Sometimes I will look at um, or not self-esteem, but my courage, build courage. Then I look at um, a parkour uh, for dance. For me, that's that's self-esteem and happiness. Like I can if I'm feeling mm-hmm. depression for whatever reason or what feels like could, could be depression coming on or not or not just kind of happy i will just dance like that is on hands down makes me the happiest when when i need discipline which i don't need at this point in my life as much or a sense of depth in in, in a in a spiritual way of training i like uh i like martial arts for that 
And so there's the different disciplines can, and it may be different for you. Like I'm not, this isn't the same for everybody that might slide yeah. around for yeah. folks or whatnot. But if someone's asking me, like, um, I've had people ask me recently, both in my adult class and some of my private clients, like, what should I work on right now? And the approach I took versus saying like, where were their physical deficits was I was like, where's their psychological opportunities? Like, well, how do you feel right now? And if they're like, oh, you know, I feel pretty good about stuff. Okay, so you feel pretty confident, right? Yeah, but were you motivated? Were you feel? I don't feel very motivated. I'm a little, I'm a little run down emotionally, and I feel like I need something to kind of, kind of build me up. Oh, is that coming from like a sense of like, you know, do you need accomplishment or, or do you just need to be happy? Oh, I really just like how often are you happy? Oh, I'm not have that happy that often. Okay, why don't you do dance this cycle? You know, or if someone's like, I have a lot going on in the future. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do a job interview. I need to feel confident. I need to feel like strong. I'm gonna go in. I'm like, all right, you do some martial arts, build your discipline, build your sense of strength up, hit some stuff. Do, you know, do boxing you know what I mean? get that get that up or if someone's like yeah you know i feel like i'm not accomplishing a lot i'm not achieving a lot or or like i back away from things i'm i don't have that sense of like uh courage then i would be like okay it's time for you to do, do some challenges parkour. yep you yeah. do some parkour i think it'd be a really cool way you have to have an absolute wizard of a coach right like i don't even have that honed in but yeah wouldn't that be cool if that was sort of like one of the indicators is used instead of just like oh yeah we well, broad jump sucks you're doing broad jumps a cycle it's like <laughs> Okay. Now I want to add like psychological profile to the my pre-workout questionnaire for all my clients. That, yeah, like, I think because I have it where it's like, how'd you sleep? You know, how, how stressed are you? How sore are you? I have those things on there, and I want to yeah, like rate like, courage, happiness, confidence, like things yeah. like that, but positive, not like negative stuff, but just rate those. Not and like, when they're low end, feeling like crap today or not? Nah, like yeah, like what area do you feel the strongest, or what area do you feel the weakest? Right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Could be really cool. All right, friends. Well, yeah. thank you for tuning in. Um, hopefully, you were listening to this and getting a lot of good tips about how to, you know, improve your warm up. Um, if you already have a rock solid warm up, share it with us. We'd love to see it. If you don't have a rock solid warm up, use these to uh, tune in and dial it in. We will catch you next week. That's right, you guys. Oh, we should throw in the shameless plug for the uh, um, where to listen to the podcast. Or the show. Oh. Jesse always does a good job oh, of that. Yeah. So we are on Spotify. We are on YouTube. <laughs> we are on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And we are also on what's the Are we on Facebook now too? Oh, uh, we've had a Facebook links. page, but can we upload to Facebook too? Yeah. Link probably good. Cool. Uh, so now we're on Facebook too as of this episode. <laughs> so check us out <laughs> wherever's most convenient for you. Um, and if you really like this stuff, feel free to share it to your friends and family. If you know that dude in the gym who's like just wastes his warm up doing Bosu ball squats, send Ooh, him this. Bosu ball wrist isolations. <laughs> <laughs> Let us talk the wisdom into him. Don't be that guy. Yep. Or just throw something at him. All right. All right, guys. Peace. See ya. Peace.